Awesome. Welcome back to Less Doing Podcast. I'm Ari Mizell. And I'm Nick Sonnenberg. And today we are joined by the founder of Back Office Betty's, Emily LaRouche. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Glad to be here. Emily, first of all, tell everybody what Back Office Betty's is. Back Office Betty's is a virtual receptionist company. We answer phones for small business owners so that they can focus on the work that generates their income and growing their business. Uh, so we do answer phones for small businesses all over the U.S. and Canada. And how do you train people like what to say? Um, like what's that process like? So this is where one of my skill sets is really creating very simple processes and making things, I I like to call it dumbing it down, make it kindergarten level. So we create scripting based on our clients' needs. And sometimes we're scheduling appointments. Sometimes we're just screening calls. All of our clients will tell us exactly what they need. And then we create a very simple, easy to follow process for our team we have a complete remote workforce, so we have to do training remotely as well. So I've got to find great tools that will kind of unify our team and also train them in an effective manner without being in person. So what tools are you using for that? But then also for us, when clients come to talk to us, there are some like more common questions, but really they could ask anything. So like, I guess my two questions are, what tools do you use to unify your remote team? But then also, how do they handle like questions that they haven't been trained for? Perfect. So Ari, don't judge me. I know you're very particular about your software. <laughs> um, but we use ProProfs for training. It's a commercial grade training platform. So we can create training materials. We can embed videos. We can um, embed websites. So it's very robust. And that's what we use for training our team on new accounts. And also our core receptionist training is all done there. We also have embedded tests within the training. So if the receptionists aren't passing, we know. And we know where to train them based on um, their scoring. And then the other tools that I use, and I am a huge fan of the Zoho suite of products. Um, we used to use Skype for business, Microsoft 365. I had about eight different sign-ons for all of the different programs we used. And this year, we switched everything to Zoho. So we actually have a support desk that's run through Zoho. We have one single sign-on and ID. Uh, So all of our support tickets come in through Zoho. All of our chat is done through Zoho. So our team is talking to each other all day long via Zoho chat. We also use Zoho Mail. I use Zoho Books for bookkeeping. I mean, if they sold toilet paper, I'd be buying it. I use everything that they've got. And what are you using to actually route? Like, what's the back end of how you actually route the calls? So with calls, I actually use uh, call center software and um, I have a hosted solution. It's VOIP. So it's all online. Our team members just go to a website. They log in with their credentials. And as long as we have great internet, uh, the call quality is very good. What's that called again? It's call center solutions, a company out of Canada. There are several companies that offer the software, but a completely hosted solution is call center solutions. Have you heard of Grasshopper? Or ever tried? I have. I have. I actually have a lot of clients who use it. And what we need is I need a software that I can assign out a phone number to a client. They can forward their calls there. And my software has to tell my receptionist who's calling. So what happens is when a call comes in, a full roster of their employees pops up. I have some companies with 50 employees. And I can tell you within a second who's the AR, who to go to for shipping. And so our system kind of takes over uh, when a call comes in and all of a sudden we are ABC widget company and we have their roster, we've got their call handling. And when we do get a question we don't know, 
we typically know who to go to. So we'll say, that's a great question. Let me get you over to someone in accounts receivable, or let me find out and get back to you. And we'll find out the answer, date our system. So we know for next time. And we do outbound calls as well. So a lot of times our clients will be like, hey, can you please call them back and tell them X, Y, Z? Is it only phone calls or also like, um, do you guys handle email or texting? We don't. So we leave that kind of stuff to you guys. We only do phones. So we're virtual receptionist. And that's one of the misconceptions is a lot of people think we are like administrative assistants. And with the fractional workplace, I feel like specializing in what we're great at is what sets us apart. So when I need graphic design or email or anything like that, I'll go to companies like you guys and have that done by the best of the best. And when you need your phone's answer, you go to someone who that's their core focus. Is it sometimes like a random one of your people that will answer the phone? Does it like cycle through or is there dedicated? Like, how, you know, for ABC company, for example, how many different people might be answering that call? try and limit our teams to five. And then with the knowledge, we tell our clients that, hey, if we get really busy, we're going to have management jump in because we don't want your caller sitting on hold waiting for one of the five. So with that exception, we try and keep it small. So our team, they know these clients. I mean, first name basis, they know them really well. That's really interesting. Um, And then what does your service cost? So average is $260 a month amongst all of our clients with the low end being $99 a month. And then the very high end, I have a few who are up to $1,200 a month. Yeah, but I mean, that's still, that's really quite affordable. So Um, what do you, what do you get for the 99? 99 is about 25 minutes a month. And I have a few lawyers who have full-time firms and then what you get for 99, it's just for very, very small companies. 25 minutes per month for $99? And then what, what do you get for like the, the next hire plan? Um, well, so there's not really a plan. What we do is we have tiers of service. So if you are, the more you use, the lower the price per minute is. We look at what are you using for the month and then we bill you accordingly. So for an example, I have a HVAC company. They're very busy during the summer. They might spend $600 a month during the peak season. And then during the winter times, it's about $200 a month. We answer 100% of their calls, booking 100% of their appointments. They show up and do the work. 25 minutes doesn't sound like a lot of minutes, though. I mean, does that go quite quickly? I mean, like one call could be more than 25 minutes, no? No, definitely not. Um, Our average call time is about two minutes. So you're right. It doesn't go far. Um, But we we do have a lot of entry-level clients who say, I want you for an emergency. I just want to turn the phones on once a week when I'm in a meeting. That's perfect for those clients. Interesting. And then uh, are you guys 24-7? We are not. So we are business hours. We are Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. Pacific until 5 p.m. Pacific. And then Saturdays, we do half day. Okay. Curious now, like for like a company like ours, for example, if people were to call in and you're not as administrative assistants, obviously, could one of your receptionists take the information for a task, for example, and then pass that on to someone from our team? Absolutely. So we have certain clients who all we do for them is intake. We have one that does nationwide hiring. We do a pre-screening for all of their interviewees. We fill out an intake form, submit it over, and they take it from there. And we also do the same for tech support companies. We'll say, absolutely, I'm happy to submit a ticket for you. We submit the IT ticket and they take it from there. 
can you submit it to any kind of system? Like if they're using Zendesk or Trello or something like you can just submit it wherever the client needs as long as you're trained on it? Yeah, and for the most part, people use web embedded. So we try and keep it really simple. I can't have my team trained on a hundred different systems. So something that's web embedded is ideal where we can just click a link and go right there and fill out the form. Where are you storing all these calls? Is it within that system like that all the calls are recorded and then maybe even transcribed? They are, well, calls are recorded and we don't keep them because of the recording laws. We purge all of our records. So we use them for QA and then we get rid of them. Uh, and how many people do you have? We have uh, 13 employees. That's not a lot for what sounds like you're servicing quite a few clients that way. Yeah, it's not. And our team can handle quite a bit of volume. So 13 employees can handle a ton of calls. And they're all working from their own homes. All over the U.S. Which is a great strategy, obviously. Um, so do you guys do like a team meeting weekly or like do you, how do you guys, how do you communicate as a team? So we do communicate via chat daily. So we have a reception team chat. We also have a leadership chat so we can go back and forth with what we need. And then we do once a week huddles and those we have to do after hours and they're just 10 minutes long um, to get a weekly huddle just to get the whole team together. Where do you find these people for the most part? So I love flexjobs.com. The people who are applying on there actually have to pay for the membership. And so they also, since they're paying, they have access to take all different kinds of customer service tests. They can take bilingual testing and I can just search through all of the resumes. It's free for me as an employer um, because these people want to work remotely. They want flexible jobs and they're willing to pay to get their names out there. And I've had really high level candidates from that site. So what's your um, hiring process look like? For hiring, I have to say that's my one of my biggest struggles has been figuring out a great process. And so I do put the ad on Flex Jobs and I ask them to do a couple of very specific things. And it pretty much weeds out almost everyone. It gets me down to like three or four people who actually can follow instructions. So that's kind of been what I do. And then I do a phone interview and then I do a live practice interview where I make them log into my system and take a call and send a message so I can check out their grammar skills. Kind of like, oh shit factor. What do you do when you don't know what's going on? How do they handle that kind of pressure? I mean, I have to assume that one of the things you're looking for is people with a really good demeanor on the phone, right? Absolutely. They have to be really savvy too, because you have to, we're answering for so many different companies. And our goal is you should walk into that office if it's like a chiropractic appointment. And I want people to say, where is she? Well, Where's the gal that was so great on the phone? Yeah, right. she shouldn't, they should be transparent and seamless. So do you ever find since these 13 people are full-time employees that there's time wasted, like where they're not, there's no work for them to be doing? Like, how do you fill in that dead time? That is also another challenge. So unlike piecemeal work where I can say, here's your project, go for it. I think your business model is probably a hell of a lot better than mine. What I'm thinking Um, is there's probably an overlap of skill sets. So we might want to talk after this call to have some of your people do some tasks if they have some spare time. Right. Well, and they do. And so I try and find project work usually related to phones, mostly like outbound phone work. So I'll try and give them different projects and say, okay, during dead times, just hit the project and, until it's complete. And we do that pretty frequently. For the outbound stuff, I mean, they're, they're not salespeople technically, right? But so uh, like- Definitely how, not. How far can, but how far can they go with an outbound call? Like, is it just information only? Like, I just want to, here's a list of 100 clients, tell them about this event, or can they go a little bit farther? And 
We do some stuff like that, and then we do some warm sales. So we do things where, for example, a carpet cleaning company has a list of everyone who's had appointments six months ago. We might call everyone on the list and be ready for your next job, and then we get it booked. But again, we're not telemarketers, but we we can do warm sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> um, okay. Well, I mean, it's it's a fascinating. I mean, it's really interesting business. I mean, so and how many clients are you currently serving? A hundred and sixteen or so. Okay. Well, I've talked before about on the podcast a while ago about some of your competitors, but I, but I want people to know that I, you know I, I met Emily and we've talked about the service and. And from my exposure to it so far, you're offering a superior product at a lower price to ones that I have discussed when I won't mention them. Right. probably know what they are. So I really do recommend that people, if you have this need, I, I can see three or four different ways that we could actually use the service. So if you do have a growing business, this is one of those things that you should not be dealing with in-house. Make sure you check out Back Office Betty's. And uh, Emily, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Want to create more positive leverage in your life? Visit www.getleverage.com to access additional interviews, our blog, and more. Be sure to subscribe to hear a new episode every week.